Dracula of Monte Cristo. The Sesame Street Count of Monte Cristo. What do you got? What is he already drinking? Drinking a beer. Wow. So you lost all the, you lost all the weight. Back back down to my peak fitness. Lost 50 pounds in two weeks on the 50-ton diet. Uh, I think I'm down eight. That's good. I'm ripping. Ripping it. Rip, rip, rip. Hey, uh, you're 40. I'm 40. The show's now 40. Mm. Everybody's 40. This is big episode 40. This show has finally grown up. It's finally matured. Wow, I hadn't thought of that. You could tell it's matured because I gave up last week and I stopped doing a bunch of extra shit, so... I knew that there was only going to be so many episodes when you edited them <laughs> 20 hours. Like, I knew that going into it. That's why when you were, like, texting me about it, I was like, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Because I thought you were kind of a nut for doing that to begin with. I am so proficient at editing now. It's unbelievable. What I want to know is... Was this like a, man, I'm really busy, I'm going to have to sacrifice some time editing this? Or did you did you hit like the fourth hour and snap and be like, Nah, I want to go outside, I want to be in the park, people are getting shot and I'm inside, I want to see my friends, it's summertime, I'm, I'm, t- fuck Steve, I'm not editing this for, for 15 hours anymore, he can edit it if he, w- he should learn how to edit, why do I have to do all the editing? Or were you just like, man, I don't have time. It took a... Uh... You threw a little fit. You had a little temper tantrum. So, Riverside FM fucked up our audio again last week. Mm-hmm. It took me about five hours to correct it. And when I was done with that, I was like, I, I don't have time to, like, double down on editing. The so old Ed would have made the, would have tripled down on editing. If this was yeah. episode 15, Ed, you would have edited that thing like a madman. You wouldn't care. I still put in 11 or 12 hours editing, but most of it was just fixing the audio. And then I only spent about six hours putting the show together. So for the audience that doesn't know the details, last week's episode, in case you missed it, had no advertisement. The intro was cut out and it just got down to business. It rocked and rolled in all the business and then it dumped the business. I also do only clean up some of our speech. Mm-hmm. Um, I still edited it down for content, so I still took a two-hour episode and made it a one-hour episode. What did you? What do you but think? You've listened back to it now. What do you think? I didn't listen to it. You didn't listen to it? Mm-mm. Wow. I haven't listened to an episode in like 12 weeks. That's nuts. Well, I got better at editing where I know there's no mistakes in it, I think. <laughs> so I just let it be. I, I'm telling you, I got wildly proficient at Pro Tools and editing. So, you're going to spend 12 hours editing this one, though. Because you spent the 5 recovering the audio and then the 7 editing it. So you're still going to spend the 12. You were doing 15 to 17. 12's fine. I think 12's fine. I think moving forward, I'll be keeping it 6 and under. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) It's summertime. There's events. There's warm weather. What are you going on another dinosaur bike ride? What are you doing? Gotta catch tasty waves. (laughs) Oh, I'm going camping this weekend. A bunch of people who are already married are having their uh, fake weddings. My brother's getting married. Dude, it's a summer of love. <laughs> Last week you said it was going to be the summer of mayhem. Now it's the summer of love. Which is it? Mayhem and violence and love. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's all That's all tied together. It's summer of passion. How about that? Summer of passion. It's going it. to be a lusty summer. The Shakespearean summer. <laughs> It's all downhill from here this summer. Think so? Is that what they say when things are going well? Yeah. Uh, I'm ready for fall. Oh, wow. Wow, you haven't even started summer. (laughs) No, you know what it is? 
I've already seen people, like, just acting like complete summer maniacs, because up here, people, <laughs> from Memorial Day... What does summer start? In six days? Yeah. For, You're already giving up on From Memorial it? Day until Labor Day, a lot of people, they unzip their head, they take their brain out, they put it in the freezer, and then they put their brain back mm. in their head after Labor Day. They zip it back in. It's true. And I've already seen way more of that. I'm already seeing, like, mid-July levels of stupidity, and it's not even July yet, so... Late July levels of stupidity. Dude, the first day of summer is Father's Day. What do you think about that? I'll be celebrating by moving. You know, every day is Father's Day. Who fucking cares? Did you hire movers? Yes. Respectable movers? Same ones I hired last time. Ones that you pay in beer? No. The same movers that I had last time. Really? I thought I helped you move last time. I had movers, though. We hired movers to get all the big shit. And then they boxed up. I don't remember, man. No, you helped me tremendously. You helped me get everything organized. We were like, I don't know what we're doing. You were like, no, do this, this, get the boxes, get it boxed up. Oh, yeah, because I had moved like five times in yeah. Yeah. And now the, the movers are coming on Sunday morning to get all the big stuff, but we've gotten most of the little stuff out of here already, so. Honestly, if I had to move at this point, I feel like I'd just burn the house yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. Forget all the shit. Just grab my laptop. My new bed got delivered today, and it is luxurious. Oh, yeah. I feel like a king. The Casper mattress? Fuck you. The purple mattress? No. <laughs> Are the purple mattresses good, or is that another, like, uh, teeny bopper first department? All I know is Tim and Eric did the advertisements. The Sunday Scaries advertisements. Some of the best advertisements of any mattress in history. So I don't know who thought it would be a good idea to hire them, but they definitely put together some quality Tim and Eric style. How expensive is a purple mattress? Oh, I think they're like 500 bucks. Oh, they're just. They're just cheap, cheap memory foam, I think. I like how when you get a memory foam mattress, they show up and they're like wicked thin. And then they just throw them down. They go, give it 20 minutes. And then they expand up. I think that's cool. Don't you think that's cool? That's pretty cool. You want to see my new bed? No. Huh? <laughs> You're not getting in it. Yeah, go ahead. Show me your new bed. Fine, I'm not going to send it to you. Show me your new bed. Show me your new love nest. Violate your wife. Really? Violate your wife's privacy and show me your love nest. What the fuck? Grow up. <laughs> <laughs> isn't it weird when i use what you know cheesy romance writers stick in uh hallmark films as regular language isn't it weird when i use that same verbiage it becomes disgusting yeah <laughs> it's gross yeah this mattress looks like uh, it's good for some pounding or for a great night of sleep <laughs> fucking creep you want to see what i ate for lunch today now this this is what you want to actually see a picture of. That is a roast beef from Jamie's in Peabody. And I gotta tell you, that's probably the best roast beef I've ever had. It's not on the camera. Huh? I texted to you like a normal person. You got a, a weird thing where you want to always email shit. No one uses email anymore. What are you, 60? Is that hot sauce on that roast beef? Or is that like a red barbecue? No, that's James River barbecue sauce. Didn't you live in Massachusetts for most of your life? I know it's a North Shore thing, but... That's a very red barbecue sauce. It's James River. That's what they yeah. use up here for the roast beef three-way. Super beef three-way. Remind me again, what's on the three-way? Sauce, cheese, and mayo. Sauce, cheese, and mayo. Jamie's is a superb roast beef. There's some other good ones, but they they're, really? the quality of their beef is better. Looks good. Makes me want some pit beef, because that's all we got. It's superior to pit beef. Pit beef is good. This is far superior to pit beef. It looks like we're going to be up there quite a bit, by the way. Why? So we have two weddings in October. Oh, we have a uh, 70th birthday party in August. So we got August, two in October, and then November is Thanksgiving. We'll be up, and then we'll be up for Christmas. 
So August, October, November, December. Why don't you just move back? You obviously just want to move back. Move on back. Nobody in Massachusetts wants me to return. There's billboards up that say do not cash this man's checks. Not true. There's all point bulletins. That's not true. Way to <laughs> overinflate your status in the Commonwealth. Nobody, nobody cares. You can come back. I'm sure the good people of Raynham will have you back. Or Taunton or wherever you're... I never lived in Raynham. Raynham or Freetown or whatever weird town you're you're going to move to when you move back. I'm not moving to any of those towns. I'm sure a Kushnet will welcome you back with open arms. A Kushnet? I haven't done meth ever. Not once. I'm sure the, the inbreds of Berkeley will welcome you back. They'll roll out the red carpet. <laughs> if I had to move to Massachusetts, it would be uh, in the mountains in the west. I'd live out in the western mountains. I'd become an Appalachian. You'd you'd live in Franklin if you moved back, or Plainville. I don't know what your thing is with Massachusetts like it was so bad, though. You grow up somewhere and you go, eh. Well, I don't live where I grew up. It's not just Massachusetts. It's the whole place. It's all of New England. You know when uh, people left Old England to go to New England? That's how I feel about leaving New England. Now New England is my old New England. You should move to, like, uh, St. Louis... Or like Chicago and, and just keep moving into cities that have violence epidemics. I've been thinking about this a lot. I think I need to move closer to the coast, not further away from it. How could you be any closer, though? It's a three-hour drive to the beach from here. Mm. Yeah, you are on the coast, but there's no beach. Well, we're on a river. Oh, that's a river? It not doesn't go out to the ocean? Yeah. Oh, I never realized that. Well, it that. does eventually. It eventually goes to the Chesapeake and then out. The Chesapeake's a big river, and then the Patapsco's a river off the river. So are you thinking about moving? No, not at the moment. Why do you want to move? Do I think I'll die in Baltimore? Uh, not not unless it's soon. <laughs> I think we'll end up living somewhere else after this. Will so. you keep your house, or will you or will you sell it? I don't know. It could be a landlord. That's a good question. Would you be a landlord? Would you like to or be a landlord? I could have two houses. I could get a summer house. Yeah. Over the, over the winter, I was thinking uh, maybe just buy a house in West Virginia in the mountains. Because uh, it's like living in New Hampshire, but at like a third of the cost. Yeah, you're going to stumble into a clan rally. Shitty house. No, dude, do you know what West Virginia is now? It's almost entirely Airbnbs. Yeah, sure it is. <laughs> just, just stumble into a cross illumination, as they like, as your people like to call it. Any, any West Virginian home that has a nice view at this point is now an Airbnb. I saw the wonderful whites of West Virginia, and I don't believe you. Oh, yeah, those those nerds. How about that? Uh, a family built on like a tap dancing empire. Oh, our dad is famous. He was on a homemade documentary that aired on PBS. Yep. I forgot that was the premise of that. I thought they were just maniacs. Here we are, three or four generations later, still trying to milk our grandfather's tap dancing. The funny thing is, is uh, did any of them tap dance? Uh, just the guy that huffed gasoline. Mm. Just Jesse. He was the son of the tap dancing that guy. That might actually just be a byproduct of huffing gas, is you should start tapping your feet and stuff. <laughs> I will say, you got the original documentary stuff about his... Well, it's not really documentary, but his dad was a famous tap dancer. And then he became a tap dancer, but he was always in and out of jail. Someone made a documentary about him called The Dancing Outlaw. Johnny Knoxville watches that movie and goes, I got to track this guy down and see what he's up to. And the guy's whole family is a bunch of fucking degenerates. <laughs> a lot of interesting stories out of that family. All around tap dancing and Oxycontin. Have you ever tap danced? 
No. Would you? Have you? Do you have like pictures of yourself when you were like six in a bunny costume with the tap dance shoes at a recital? No, but do you remember back when there was like the the Great War of Jay-Z versus Mob Deep and Jay-Z was headlining Summer Jam and he put pictures of Prodigy tap dancing on the screen when he was a little kid? Wow, that's nice. Prodigy's grandmother ran like a famous black uh, dance school out in Long Island and like a lot of famous people would go there and like learn how to take so jay-z shamed a little child for money well yeah it's because prodigy was supposed to be super tough big tough guy and all that and then uh rest in peace they were beefing and jay-z just put the picture of him on uh on the summer jam screen and he called him twinkle toes because jay-z didn't have enough money he had to bully his competition well they were kind of bullying each other i guess i'm really worried about jay-z's ethics Sounds like a naughty dude. He called Prodigy Twinkle Toes. Yeah. It's kind of a good Well, how come Prodigy didn't shoot him? Prodigy's bookie said that they almost beat him up in a club after that. These guys are like the greatest marketing people on the planet. They're like, they have these strategic beefs throughout their careers. Then they reunite and they sell tons of records in the meantime. Oh, those two never reunited. They they actually didn't like it. Because Prodigy died before they had the opportunity. No, they had plenty of opportunity. Prodigy died 15 years after that happened. They were close. They were on the verge oh, of a, up. a well, joint Well, Jay-Z album. and Nas patched it up. Prodigy and Nas patched it up. Nas and Cormega patched it up. See? Jay- Jay-Z. It was going to be the super group. It was going to be Jay-Z, Nas, and Prodigy nah. super group. Supposedly, there's a Jay-Z and Nas album coming out. It's like a joint album. Also, supposedly, Nas just became a billionaire because he's been investing in all sorts of tech stuff, and I guess Coinbase just did really well. Why are some of Nas's albums so good and some of his albums so horrible? You know, that's a question I ask myself every fucking day of my life. Some of his albums are the worst rap albums maybe ever released, and some of them are the best. So, I got a light answer for that. I think at one point, from what I understand, you know, it was written, his second album, wasn't necessarily a bad album, but it was a far departure, production-wise, from Illmatic. Lyrically, he's always been great. It's a little more commercial. It's it's, it's fun. Oh, it's incredibly yeah. more commercial. He worked with uh, the Trackmasters and like different producers that were kind of making that whole bad boy sound. And from what I understand, Illmatic came out, was critically acclaimed, didn't really make a lot of money off of it. Biggie came out and blew up, so he basically started trying to achieve that level of fame and then off and on make shitty music off and on he's kind of done that throughout (laughs) his career but i think now he's back to just being kind of hit or miss like king's disease album it got like album of the year or got a grammy or something like that but i i didn't think it had that much replay value i think if you took Nas's catalog and chopped it in half and got rid of all the whack shit you would have nothing but classic material he's like 50 percent lyrically he's always great it's the songs and the beats and then the features Putting people on his songs and stuff that nobody really cares about. I don't think I can listen to I Am. Uh, I'd have to go back. Nostradamus was the was the worst one. Oh yeah, Nostradamus is bad. That's like his club album. Godson, Stillmatic. Stillmatic had some good songs. Godson was good. Or at least most of the songs on it were good. Yeah. I wish I had like a really good drink in front of me right now. Like a expertly made margarita. Pina colada. Nah. I'm more into sour drinks. <laughs> Miami Vice. Nah. It's the margarita, dude. Does it, not everything yeah. has to be a joke or a dig. Like it's kind of a. Really? I don't know. Is it? Is it when you when you when your co-host says like, oh, I wish I had like a really good drink, like a margarita, and you go, oh, you want a pina colada? Oh, you want a Miami Vice? It's what's wrong with a pina colada? You got a floater on top. No, I feel, I feel like you're saying it in a way where Put you're kind of trying to dig at me a bit. 
There's a little bit of a tone in there. That's like when I talk about your love nest and you take offense. I didn't take offense. I just thought it was tacky. It's like when it comes out of my mouth, you think it's a dig. You don't think I have any sincerity. But have you ever heard me? Would, would I ever call your bed a love nest? <laughs> That's not what we do in there, Steve. We don't nest love in my bed. We do dirty shit. Uh, what do you want? A pina colada? Oh, do you want a you want a Miami Vice? No, I'm not. A, I'm not in Florida, but I, I like more sour drinks. It's like you're it's like you're in, hmm. insinuating that I'm less of a man than you because I would prefer to have a sweet <laughs> dessert like drink. That's a little sexist and homophobic, and it's Pride Month. I think you should stop. I think you should take a look in the mirror. And, you know, if, if I want to have a pina colada or if somebody else wants to have a pina colada, that's their prerogative, and that's fine. And, and while it may not be your taste, you should accept other people's drinks. And, no, I don't want a pina colada. I'd like a gin and tonic or a margarita. Yeah, Mr. Intolerant. Wow. I didn't know you were so sensitive about being perceived as someone who likes sugary drinks. I'm not sensitive. I'm just thinking about the listeners that might be hurt by <laughs> you saying things like I don't that. know how many times I have to tell you, fuck the listeners. <laughs> wow. What a, what a guy. No wonder we lost all our sponsors last week. Hey, you know what? They couldn't hang. We're regrouping. The show's matured. We're on a new level. A new level of advancement. I'm the politically correct host now. Really? How's that going? I mean, so far it's been going good. I'm up on my soapbox yelling at you because you said... Do you want me to re-edit any of the past episodes where we got out of line? Nah. Dude, you're clipping your fingernails. Just one. <laughs> you can't clip your fingernails on the show. Why not? <laughs> it's against podcasting 101. I don't have sponsors anymore. I can do what I want. I'm no longer beholden to the faucet. <laughs> the rain man. He cut off the rain. So you know what? Now I can do whatever I want. I don't have sponsors anymore. No one's sponsoring the podcast anymore. I can do what I want. I can fart on the air. Wow. I wouldn't do that. I could burp on the air if I want. I could drink an expertly made margarita. Look at this. It's a pina colada, isn't it? I'd like a suffering bastard or a Mai Tai. I don't have any of those. Although a Mai Tai sounds pretty good. What do you think is the best mixed drink? They're judging you, so make it good. The Miami Vice, duh. You got a strawberry daiquiri plus a pina colada I'm gross. sitting on top of each other Just have ice cream. with a floater on top. Gross. Get ripped. It's gross. It's not my thing. I like whiskey neat. <laughs> I like Manhattans. <laughs> Manhattans gin and tonics. That's probably my two favorites. Then a, check check your phone. Then a vodka martini. Dirty. You get that picture. Yeah. So that's all I drank in Santa Cruz was pina coladas. Gross. So don't tell me I don't mean it. <laughs> Maybe you're insinuating that I'm not working hard right now. And that's why I... Dude, do you even listen to Jimmy Buffett? Do you even get his message? I don't like that song. <laughs> no, I don't like any of that shit. You listen, you listen to that? No, I don't listen to it. I went to one of his... Actually, I've been to two of his restaurants. Awful. One was in Illinois, I think, which was the weirdest shit. Like, you're in Illinois and you end up at a... What is that place called? Cheeseburgers in Paradise or some shit? Uh, you end up at one of those places yeah. by accident. Then it's got Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville. And then we went to... Uh, when we were in Key West, it's like one of his first restaurants, which is just the... It's got to be by far the shittiest place in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> I went to one up in, in all uh, of Florida. <laughs> Niagara Falls and it was not too hot. The food's bad. The music's worse. The memorabilia makes me want to throw the, up. The place that I went to was huge. It had like three stories and, and most of it was empty. Like there was maybe 25% of the restaurant was filled. It was... I don't understand it, right? Like... Dirty. Jimmy Buffett, he sings about all the things I don't like admitting liking. You know what I mean? 
So what are you in, like, a Miami Vice support group? Because you had no problem admitting it. <laughs> I'm going to go on the podcast tonight, and I'm going to admit that I like pina coladas. I like to keep my guilty pleasures guilty. And with his fans, they like to bring their guilty pleasures to the surface. What's your guiltiest pleasure? Hamburgers, obviously. <laughs> Cheeseburgers in paradise. <laughs> no, what's your guiltiest pleasure? What's your, uh... Pina coladas in the rain. <laughs> What's your what's your guiltiest pleasure? I like being a fat, slovenly guy by the beach drinking expensive sugary drinks out of tropical fruit. But you don't feel like you're... I feel like that's all uh, Jimmy Buffett's about. And uh, I would never admit to any of that. <laughs> that guy wrote songs about it and his fans sing along. So that's like you're... Like you feel kind of guilty. You're like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. But here I am. No, no, no. This is... I think this is the problem. His shit is so stupid and simple that it shouldn't even be said, right? So what's that movie? Idiocracy, right? He goes to the future and everyone's stupid. And there's a guy just watching like, uh, he's flipping back and forth between like pornography and watching Ouch My Balls. He keeps talking about how he likes sex and money. It's like everything is so a superficial level that it's like none of it needs to even be stated so what's your guiltiest pleasure uh, dude nobody's listening tell me well i gotta think about it i didn't just have this <laughs> queued up i don't know i'm thinking i'm thinking the beach boys you like the beach boys no you don't <laughs> you're fucking lying yeah some of the beach boys songs yeah that's pretty guilty you do not which one all of them you're full of shit you don't like the beach boys like pet sounds, all that weird... Uh, the whole album? All, all that weird music. Well, you know what's weird is that that's kind of like a critically acclaimed album. I'm a critically acclaimed guy, but I won't admit it. The Beach Boys are your guilty pleasure. Look, I'm not going to play Beach Boys when people are around. <laughs> You're full of shit. You're full of shit. I'll listen to it on a flight when I got like a, a whiskey on the rocks. No, you don't. Oh, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to text your girlfriend right now and ask her oh she's gonna be like tell him to stop playing it <laughs> well you could like the beach boys because you have this whole thing where you like to torture yourself it's true over and over and over again with the war shit i also like some stupid shit well yeah we know that but it's it's i wouldn't call that i the beach boys would be a guilty pleasure look at this look at this line what are you sending me this is my this is my offline music screenshot it and send it to me right 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 who would, what would be my, I don't even. You don't have any guilty pleasures? I don't have any pleasures. You just enjoy your pleasures without guilt? He does. What a weirdo. <laughs> I can, I can actually see you. Beastie Boys, Benny the Butcher, Black Hippie, okay, yeah. ASAP Rocky, April, March, 14, the Beach Boys. Because you probably think it's so awful. This is like how you used to torture me and make me listen to our friend's album over and over again for an entire weekend. Ruin the weekend. <laughs> I've made you do that with multiple Friends albums. Then there was the chick that you went to high school with, with her American Idol tryout, which was funny, but you made me watch the video 30 fucking times one weekend when I came down to visit you. You probably like the Grateful Dead, too. No, 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 no. So you like the Beach Boys, but you don't like the Dead. The thing is, is I've never met a Beach Boys fan, like, ever. They're all in Venice, California, dude. Yeah, I've never met one. So... I can listen to that without being pestered by their fans. The Grateful Dead, I know way too many people that like the Grateful Dead, and they're all annoying. They're annoying when they talk about Grateful Dead. They're annoying when they talk about Pearl Jam, and they're just annoying. Hey, you guys like Neil Young? No, go away. 
Yeah, I don't like any of that music. Great, I don't hate the Grateful Dead because when I was a kid, we spent a lot of time in Maine. My dad's friend's <laughs> son, who was a good guy, who was probably ten years older than us, I'd hang out with him. He was really into the Dead, so I don't, I don't hate the Dead. I hate Fish. I hate Dave Matthews. Would you say it's a guilty pleasure if I sometimes listen to Wyclef? <laughs> No, no. What's your favorite Wyclef album? I wouldn't put Wyclef on with anyone around. The Fuji's The Score. The Score is a great album. Carnival is also a banger, too. The Carnival's his only album I'll listen to. Yeah, that's a good album. But I'm still embarrassed that I listen to it, because it's still... You start getting some of that Wyclef in there, a little too much Wyclef. No, Wyclef's all right. Wyclef is like... He's like the Bono of rap. Is he talented? Maybe... Is he annoying? Yes, very annoying. But I haven't seen him in like 30 years, so people probably don't even know who he is anymore. I feel like musically I don't have any real guilty pleasures, but we've talked about how some of the some of the rap that I like from when I was a kid, like House of Pain and Cypress Hill is kind of cartoony, and like sometimes you're like, ah, like when you- House of Pain's it. one that like, I don't think I would put House of Pain on at a party. I think I'd, <laughs> I'd be too embarrassed. Up here you'd be the man. Yeah, that's even worse. Same as it ever was was a great album. Their second album's awesome. There's nothing worse than having a guilty pleasure and being somewhere where everyone is into it. Like, oh no, this is even worse. Beach Boys and Wyclef, interesting. I'm trying to think. Of, I'm trying to think of what I might have. The thing is, like, when I drive around my wife, I'm like, does my wife want to listen to Rock Marciano? Probably not. Yeah. When my boys are in the car, do they want to listen to Rock Marciano? Probably. I don't listen to in sync when there's nobody around. Yeah, but do you have any music that you wouldn't put on for any of them? No, no, I don't. I don't. I, you know, and the funny thing is, is I feel like this is a weird episode because <laughs> I feel like there's been times when you've kind of made fun of me for liking something that might have been mainstream. Like, but now <laughs> we find out that you're a huge Beach Boys guy. I'm not a huge Beach Boys guy. Interesting. I just sometimes enjoy it. Yeah, be a lot. Like, yeah, 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 you fucking are. Stop lying about it. In your shuffle thing. Also, you have the Beastie Boys, which you told me you didn't really listen to. But you have Black Hippie, which is great. Big L, Benny, which you should probably get more Benny. ASAP Rocky's kind of a weird one for you. That's a weird one for you. Some of this stuff is because, uh, like, Kelly's a, a huge Beastie Boys person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Save it for David. And then you have <laughs> April, March, one album, 14 songs. So everything is two albums, one album, three album, one album. Everything is at most 35 songs. And then we have the Beach Boys. This is no, just... No, 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 no. You, you just, slow down a minute. Slow down a minute. Then we have... It's just offline music. So it's music that is on my phone. If I go to online music, there's way more music. You have the Beach Boys. It's just music that I listen to if I don't have reception. Yeah. Coming in second place is the BC Boys three albums 57 songs third place ASAP Rocky two albums 35 songs which is just as random as the Beach Boys but in first place comes the Beach Boys with four albums and a whopping 105 songs which is almost double the amount of what you have for the Beastie Boys. <laughs> and also, to your point about this being offline music, this is music that you like so much that you hard downloaded onto your phone so you can have it at all times. Uh -huh. So at, at any given time of day, Ed either wants to listen to ASAP Rocky because he's a huge fashion hip-hop fan, or the fucking Beach Boys. Uh-huh. Hey, you know, I don't know. Just just saying. What would be a guilty pleasure? Probably Neil Strauss books would almost be a guilty pleasure because he's a really good writer, but he's it's also like the like you're reading the Jenna Jameson autobiography. It's like, can you do a little better than that? Hey, you like the Beach Boys. That's cool, dude. It's cool with me. I've got two nice and smooth albums on here. How weird is that? Bum, 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 bum,
nice and smooth. Greg, N-I-C-E, hey! Who else do you have? You have Jimi Hendrix? <laughs> I might. Wait till Creamer hears this. You are, you're dead. <laughs> you're fucking dead. Yeah, he's got Jimi Hendrix. You probably got Janis Joplin in here somewhere. Creamer's gonna stab you. <laughs> Uh-huh. The best thing ever on Instagram was Creamer was going through Spotify one day and they were giving you an option to permanently ban an artist. Creamer was really? screenshotting it and kept adding it and no one was safe. Janis Joplin got it. Rage Against the Machine got it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking no one was safe. I think Guns N' Roses got it. Like uh, Soundgarden. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, Soundgarden's easy. I mean, oh, they suck. I know some people who have pretty good taste in music that like Soundgarden. Don't they only have one album? Like, they, I don't know. that guy die or something? He died recently, though. Did he? He made that audio slave group with the other guys from Rage Against the Machine. Rage Against the Machine might be one of the most overrated groups of all time. I liked them in middle school. I liked the first album, and then that second shit. I think they're rated appropriately, because really, you got some diehard fans out there, but I don't. I don't know if they have mass appeal nowadays. No, they do. No, they people people love them. People we grew up with are are obsessed with them, but are like younger people. No, younger people like them too. They're headlining all sorts of music festivals, and like I know younger people that listen to them, and they were like, "This is the most appropriate music for the times that we're in." Like last year, there was oh. a weird late '90s revival thing going on last year where people were talking to me about fucking how Woodstock '99 was the sickest concert lineup ever. It was like Corn and Kid Rock and. <laughs> I was like, yo, this shit was terrible. <laughs> Do you think the kids are into Rage Against the Machine because Rage Against the Machine was so successful in the nineties and, and striking down capitalism? Look at yeah, look at look at kids look at kids now. <laughs> Everything they want to do is Everyone dresses like they're on fucking Seinfeld. They love 90s shit. Do Rage Against the Machine, when they show up to a concert, do they drive their own Bentleys or do they have drivers? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they suck. How did fighting the man go? The man straight to the bank. Here's another platter of thousand dollar checks, sir. Do you like their music? Seriously. I think they're fine. I, I Don't think their them. first two albums were decent. Do they have any albums besides the first I, two? Uh I they released some album called like The Battle of Los Angeles and I put it on once and took it right off. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have three. They had a big hiatus though, didn't they? Zach De La Roca did a couple rap songs he was threatening to go into rap i'm not sure what he was trying to leverage but it, thankfully yeah he didn't go in that direction you know it's a bit of a guilty pleasure lately i i would actually say these two aren't you found one you're a big corn guy now no no definitely not <laughs> definitely not although one of my friends was talking about corn last year and i put it i uh, on my phone and played through it and i was like ah, i can't do this because I never liked them in high school. My friends loved corn. I liked some shit back then that didn't age well. Like, my friends were into 311. I would listen to 311 when we would hang out, but I was never a fan. There was a few groups that I just... I was, like... Some of the hardcore shit that I liked when I was a kid, I would never listen to now. But the funny thing is, is, like, when you're in high school, that music's fine. But then you think about it, and it's like the guys who were making that music were my age now, and I was listening to it when I was 17, and now I'm 40, and I would never listen to it. Like, Madball. Madball. Corn. You like the song? I spell corn wrong. Yeah. No, it's on my online music. <laughs> Maybe we can have a real 90s party and show people how it's done next time I'm down. How long does the song do this? It's on the offspring. Whoa. I'd rather listen to Zia's side. 
gotten very hip hop. Pretty poor. You know what I love about that voice? That's the voice that guys make when they're trying to sound threatening, but they're like the least threatening person in the room. That's a fact. They go, oh, oh, I'm going to come for the children. <laughs> a lot of good playback in this episode. And you're like, dude, just spilling your drink all over yourself. You're fucking drunk. Go home. <laughs> One of my old co-workers, he would try to tell me about how things were in the 90s and he was in his late 20s. And I used to just be like, dude, shut the fuck up. Like, I literally graduated high school in 2000. Like, you can't tell me anything about the 90s. And, I, and we were just sitting there naming horrible bands. Every band that we were like, that band sucks. Like, I was like, dude, guess what? Coal Chamber sucks. Seven Dust sucks. Mudvayne sucks. Slipknot sucks. <laughs> Snot sucks. Limp Bizkit sucks. Insinks. And he was just like, what do you mean? And I'm like, dude... Everything that you think is cool is fucking trash. It was trash then, and it hasn't aged well. <laughs> All these fucking... There's another funny thing, too, is, like, when we were kids, I used to think Dennis Rodman dressed like absolute shit and looked like a fucking idiot. Now there's all these kids that are, like, half rap, half goth, half metal, and they all... Like, Dennis Rodman is their fashion icon. I used to think Dennis Rodman had the worst style ever. Wow. This is a style podcast. Three weeks in a row. When we were when we were kids, like teenagers would have like Jim Morrison posters and shit. Yeah, Sabbath. That was twenty years earlier, right? Yeah. Twenty, twenty five years earlier. So like these kids are right on track being like <laughs> you have a corn poster. Idolizing the shit that we grew up with. Yeah, that's a good point. But that shit sucked. The difference is is that nobody goes, Oh, Jim Morrison sucks, dude. The doors are for for fucking posers. There are people back, like, oh, dude, the Rolling Stones are awesome. The Rolling Stones suck. You like the Rolling Stones? I don't, no. I don't really like classic rock. It's boring. No, I don't like classic rock either. I don't, I'm not a construction worker. Not on the job site. <laughs> you like, you like ACDC? No. Well, you know what? ACDC is a hair, they're a hair more tolerable than some of these other bands. Because they do like, they did like Highway to Hell and shit, right? Like, they just, they just went for it, right? They were like, fuck They're it. a funny band. Yeah. Let's see. I'm not, I'm not going to knock ACDC because I'm i going to have to relook at that one. Who's an overrated rapper? An overrated rapper? Yeah. Uh, overrated. Contemporary or historical? What, whatever. Whatever you want. I know who my pick is, but I'll wait, I'll wait for you. Mm, overrated. Drake. Drake sucks. People love Drake. I don't get it. I don't think he's as talented as people say he is. He's just like the hip-hop Justin Bieber. Seems like yeah. he's probably a nice guy. He's Canadian. All that, but... He's Canadian? Yeah, he's from Toronto. Wow. Hard pass. Hard pass. He's good at memes, mm. though. I think that, I think I wonder with me if it's a defense mechanism where I, I dislike things so that I can't get made fun of for liking something like the Beach Boys. That was very brave of you to admit wow. to me on this podcast that you're a Beach Boys fan. Uh, it's your guilty pleasure. <laughs> It's like an episode of Jerry Springer. What's your guilty pleasure? I eat toilet paper. How about you? I, I like the Beach Boys. Oh! I thought you... <laughs> I thought you liked the Dead Milkmen. And the Descendants. <laughs> There's nothing guilty about liking the Descendants. I'll put that on at a party any old day. No, that's awesome. The challenge of overrated is like... I have to think of someone that's actually highly rated and then say that it's not justified. Yeah. I think yeah. that's hard because most people that are highly rated, there's something in there, you know? Little Wayne's another one where people 
a little younger than us, like, he was, like, the Jay-Z of their era. And I, I will admit that Lil Wayne had a, a couple of years where he was pretty good. But I would say for the most of his career, he has not been that great. Yeah, he's got some decent songs. T.I. T.I. had a couple of great albums in the beginning, and then he just kind of turned into a circus. <laughs> uh... It is weird how a rapper who's really good will fizzle out very quickly. Like, Freeway was pretty promising, and then he's still around, but... You know who's probably overrated? And, yeah, I would say totally overrated. Oh. 50 Cent. Yeah? 50 Cent is probably considered one of the greatest rappers, especially when you look at how much money he raked in. When you look at all of his commercial albums, they're all pretty terrible. Yeah, the mixtapes were good, but honestly, I think Lloyd Banks was the star of the mixtapes. Once he got signed and started putting out commercial albums, 50 Cent never really made any hits that you would want to listen to again. No, no. He, he's had a song here and there, but like, Get Rich or Die Trying had a handful of good songs, and then it had like that 21 Questions, and like, he had the song about smoking weed. But I feel like if you put it on now, it'd be corny, though. You know what I mean? Like, very corny. Yeah. Very corny. And then he had that, um, I don't even know what album it was on. It was, uh, I, yeah, he sampled the audio too. I get money, money. And that was like the last good song by 50 that I can remember. And then Lloyd Banks actually just came out with an album like two weeks ago. You should listen to it. It's good. Maybe I'll add it to my offline music. You have to take one of the Beach Boys albums out, but you can do it. What? Take this corn album I just downloaded. Yeah, I'd probably get rid of that. <laughs> Dude, 50 Cent, like, blindsided people with marketing. I, I mean, the mixtapes were really good. The story was exciting. I think timing is very important when it comes to music, too, because a lot of times if somebody comes out and does something that's kind of original. I feel like when you make it and get a record deal, that's the time to put out some good music. And I feel yeah. like 50 Cent was like, I made it. I don't have to put out good music anymore. Well, I think the music went super commercial because that's when he got signed by Eminem and Dr. Dre. And the music went from, like, him rapping over other people's beats and punching people at nightclubs to, like, doing songs with, like, Nate Dogg and having big budgets. He never really got into any trouble after, like, he got signed. By and large, been trying to be more of a movie star now. Oh, I think music's dried up for, for him. I, I think for rappers, most of the time, you have a three to five album shelf life, and that's, that's gonna be it. You know what I watched the other day? I watched 16 Blocks for the second time. I've seen that. Haven't I seen that? How was it? Bruce Willis and Most Def. Most Def. Most Def is, like... He's kind of a, a weird nerd type. Yes. Like criminal background, but wants to become a baker. Mm. He's going to testify a guy. They asked Bruce Willis, who's like a drunk cop, to deliver him to the courthouse. I remember. But then all the other cops want to kill him, so they're like trying to murder him. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Most Def is one of those guys that's like really good at music, really good in movies. And then he was like, I don't want to do any of this. It's like, I don't like these people that are getting rich off me. He's just gone now. Yeah. I think he probably made enough money. He made enough art, I'd say. He's got the podcast now with Chappelle and Talib. He has a podcast? Mm, I, I don't know if I want to get to know these guys. There's something about sometimes you don't want to know your heroes too intimately. I would put the three of them on my heroes list. You wouldn't? I would. Yeah, I would too. That's what I'm saying. Especially Chappelle. I may I may not want to get to know them so much that I start disliking them. I'm going to tell you why. Well, I've since I've listened to this podcast, I like them all more. Really? And the thing you would like is it is heavily produced. Really? 
All right. It's like a it's like a radio show. Well, I'm getting away from heavily produced podcasts. I'm going back to the earth. I want more natural sounding. More natural sound. Long form, raw, unedited. What you see is what you get. Two guys rolling up their sleeves and just getting down to it. Digging in deep, talking about the Beach Boys and other guilty pleasures. I got to rename this podcast The Pod Nest. <laughs> It's inappropriate. Our one female listener will turn it off. We have more than one female listener. Not that I'm aware of. I think we have about 10. Oh, yeah. So the thing that I worry about now is now that you're not editing the podcast anymore, I have to watch what I what I say. Why? Whereas before I used to be able to just let it rip and then go, hey, just uh, just do me a favor and edit that out. Now if I say something. Oh, no, dude. The podcast is still uh, going to be edited. <laughs> You don't have to worry about shit. It's still going to be edited. It's just I'm editing for content primarily. Well, the audio wasn't as driven as it usually is. But that's that's okay. Oh well, yeah, cuz I'm letting it I'm letting the speech be a little bit more natural. You're letting it breathe. Like we still covered like a thousand topics in an hour. <laughs> we still just let the ADHD fly off the fucking shelf. I wrote down some topics last week when I was in it was in a terrible mood. Oh yeah, I pretty much talked oh. through the last episode. I wouldn't shut up. Yeah, that's what I've been trying to do lately. I don't think you understand. Like, I, I do this thing where I actually do write down topics and I look at them. And I don't say, well, now let's talk about this. I just, I throw it in there. And then we're we're doing my topics. And then we're doing Whether it. you realize it or not. It cost me $50 to fill up my tank the other day. $50? How much is gas? It cost me 28 to fill up my tank during the pandemic. And now it was, it cost me 50 bucks on Sunday. And gas wow. at the station I went to, which I didn't notice until afterwards, was up to three ninety nine a gallon. Dude, the the gas pipeline has to pay for that ransomware they paid off. Yeah, at that at those fucking prices, they should have it paid off in about a week. <laughs> well, they have to make profit on top of the profit. You know, you know the business. You know the business. Yeah. You gotta yeah. you gotta make the gas That's money ridiculous. on top of the gas my, money. My car isn't that big that it should be costing fifty dollars. It's not a it's not a Grand Cherokee or a Tacoma or some shit like that. It's a fucking small sedan. So we got back from California and Kelly wanted to watch the movie Sideways. Yeah, of course. And uh, we're watching it and they're driving by a gas station and I noticed the prices. It was like two seventy. Yeah. That movie was made in like the nineties, dude. <laughs> I remember when I first got my license filling up my gas tank and it was 89 cents a gallon at one point. Dude, that was for... The movie theater... Just regular gas. Movie but. theater prices in the 90s were like $7 for an evening show and now they're like $18. So why is yeah. gas the same price that it was in the 90s? It's not right. Gas should be like $5 a gallon. Yeah, I think people need to drive less. Or buy a Tesla I think and then so just too. plug in at the supermarket like all the assholes in my neighborhood. Yeah, a lot of Teslas in your neighborhood. <laughs> my supermarket is almost entirely Teslas. Oh, maybe a supermarket, not in your neighborhood. All right, you so have an Air Jordan car. So there's no, there's no <laughs> supermarkets in my neighborhood. But the neighborhood we go to that's very affluent, their supermarket is all Teslas. Well, I drove past a Tesla dealership today, and they, they were stocked up. They're probably using a 3D printer to make those pieces of shit. I hate those cars. <laughs> the Dude, the, the cheap ones there, those are some of the ugliest cars I've seen. I think some of yeah, I think the original Teslas looked pretty good, but those those new ones with like the very low hood, they look like fucking they look like something Dr. Seuss would have drawn. Mm. <clears throat> Not a fan. Mm-hmm. Drink time. Be right back. Alright. Here's the sound. Cause I know you like to identify different alcohols by the sounds they make. So here we go. One more time. Because you'll know that the exact density of the alcohol 
and uh, cutter that I have in this glass to this is how much ice. And with this sound, you should be able to identify the spirits. Mm. It sounds like gin. Mmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you guessed right. Is it Hendrix? No. What am I, a fucking yuppie? What do you think about the music at the supermarket? Sucks. Music at the gym sucks. I think it's unbearable. I was somewhere today. I was at the car dealership today. They, the music they played sucks. I had to get a, my tire fixed. The music at the gym sounds like... It sounds like the soundtrack to Flashdance if you couldn't get the rights to any of the actual songs. And you're like, make me songs that sound Flashdance. The music at the gym and the music at the car dealership were the same today. Um, it's funny to me, like, as far as rap goes, I probably will never really listen to another major label hip-hop release. I don't, people that I like don't get signed to, like, big major labels. I listen to a lot of underground rap. Again, because there's a lot of good underground rap coming out. I mean, to get signed to a major label at this point, you basically have to be a model, right? Because it's more about selling your image than your music at this point, isn't it? Yeah, I would agree with that. Like, hey, uh, it doesn't, before you go it out there, make sure you take your shirt off. Somebody else wrote your song. <laughs> Somebody else made the beat. You got the top producers in. It's like a rap song, but you look at the writing credits and there's ten different people on it. It's a different thing now. It's, 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 it's pop business. Do you ever think... And I find this interesting because, um, you know, Christians get fired up about this. Do you ever think, like, pop culture in America now is primarily just softcore pornography? Just, like, across the board. Oh, 100%. Yeah, when you put it like that, absolutely. It absolutely like, is. Like, hey, uh, we know you would never buy this record, so we're going to have this person dance around in their underwear live at the Yeah, Super it's weird. It's, it's interesting that it's, like, it's at that point where women have to literally be comfortable showing their butt. There was this moment like 10 years ago where I felt so bad for Lady Gaga because they made her come out for some music award ceremony just dressed in a meat suit covered in meat. And you watched her walk out and she had this look on her face like, this is what I have to do to sell fucking records now, right? And I thought, man, this is about as low as it must get for this lady. And then no. Then I saw her perform at the Super Bowl, and I was like, oh, there you go. She's finally topped the meat suit. This is more embarrassing than the meat suit. She's like, I'm going to come out to an American flag with fireworks, uh, and I'm going to sing some Christian rock for these guys, some Christian country music. Awful. You know what the worst thing is with her is I feel like she's actually talented. She can sing. Like She, she actually has, I don't like her. Yeah, she can sing. I feel like she seems like a talented person. And then it's just like, wear a meat suit. Can't, yeah, I can't tell if it's like, is she the marketing genius or does she have a marketing genius like producer? Yeah, I don't know. I can't I, tell. Because her music sucks. Her music is boring. Oh, yeah. 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 I would imagine that at that level. Like, she's talented, but her music, like, her music could just be Justin Bieber or anything else. I mean, it all sounds well, like that's Well, that's what I've said about pop music on here before is. Yeah. You could be it could be Justin Bieber, it could be Wiz Khalifa, it could be Lady Gaga, it could be Florida Georgia Line. You could make a beat, you could write a song, and then you could just kind of tweak it to, oh, well, you're a singer and not a rapper. Oh, you're a country rapper. We'll just give it this twang, we'll change it around. But everything's like a skeleton, and then you just kind of tweak it to yeah. that artist. You hear about like Umbrella yeah. by Rihanna was originally written for Beyonce. Beyonce passed on it, Rihanna took it, put her spin on it, and it was a huge hit. It's like most of those, I read some article about like in Sweden, that's where most of the big pop songs come from. There's like eight or nine different music writers 
And they're responsible for like 80% of the songs that you hear on the radio. Or some crazy, <laughs> crazy number. This is, could be a little dated. And they have a formula for it's a amazing. hit. They know that a certain BPM and a certain tone, and if something sounds like something that was already a hit before, it'll probably be a hit again. And they write these songs and they say, well, we'll write this one for Taylor Swift, but if she passes on it, we'll give it to Rihanna. It's just, it's pop music. And then you get some male or female to come out in their underwear with a cowboy Mm -hmm. hat in front of an American flag and some fireworks. And you have a best song. She's like, where's the meat suit when you need it? Can I just go back to the meat suit when things are simple in my life? An equally embarrassing moment was when Jay-Z did that New York song. Remember that, that when they did that shit live? Alicia Keys. Yeah, that was embarrassing. Do you remember that live performance, though? I felt just as bad. I was like, I thought Jay-Z had enough money not to have to do this type of shit. I don't remember the live performance. Like, when is it enough money? Like, It's a great question. I saw Taylor Swift on TV last week selling Capital One credit cards. Yeah. When is it enough money? Jay-Z, I think, has answered that question because he is not really that much of a celebrity anymore. Like, he's a huge celebrity, but he's kind of a recluse. Does a show with Beyonce once in a while, and he's got his like huge management conglomerate, and he runs that day to day. And what is he in his late fifties? Uh, no, he's probably in his early fifties at this point. All right, Jay Z must be winding down though. Fifty one. He did the album with Jay Electronica last year, and then he just kind of does what he wants. He runs his management company, and he's got Beyonce and. He's got a ton of dough and... She goes, gets his money. She's got some... I don't really listen to her music, but I would say for a pop person, she's probably got the best music. Like, she's got some, like, songs I hear that kind of, like, bang, and you're like, all right, cool. You know, like... Do you think she outsold him? I I wouldn't know. It's probably close, right? At this point, she's probably outsold him. She's cool. They're cool. I like them. Still like Jay-Z. I mean, yeah, that New York, New York song was kind of eh, but... Alicia Keys is cool, too. I'm not mad at, e- at any of them. I-, I don't really listen to... to... Jay-Z's got a few albums. I, I oh, no, it's just... At one point, I was a big Jay-Z fan. It's just the pop... Dude, when people do pop performances and cater to, like, patriotic America for money, I'm like, ugh. No, I agree. It's like, lowest common denominator. 100%. It's embarrassing. 100%. So, like, if you're gonna do that, you can't go and make fun of somebody for tap dancing when they were six. I'm just saying. Because they're not tap dancing now. <laughs> I think a lot of the time they grab people from the beginning, snatch up the people who fit the criteria. From like the womb? And what they do is... But they have to already be like doing something, right? A little bit. You'd be surprised at how little. A lot of these record labels have interns that are just there to scour the internet for new talent. Right, but that's people putting something out. They'd rather grab you when you have 10,000 followers though, because that's nothing. That's nothing. And then what they'll do is they'll sign you. They'll give you an advance, but not announce that you're signed. So now you have a corporate machine behind you funding your career. You're still going to smaller clubs, smaller venues, and it makes the fans think that they're part of your success when really Sony was funding it the whole time. And that's something that actually happens. So, yeah, they got to find you. They got to find you somewhere. The, the, day of, the days of sending a video of yourself singing and dancing at the Taunton Galleria to Arista Records are over. And they find artists through social media, but they want to find you when you have 5,000, 10,000 followers, not when you already have 200,000, because then they can find you and grab you from the jump. Right. I, I think something, too, that you and I could would probably agree on is that it depends on what you're talking about. Like, if you're talking about a huge fucking star like Taylor Swift, I don't think you and I are really qualified to talk about how the record, record labels find these people and blow them up, because that's like a whole different 
global superstar, Taylor Swift, doing ads in Dubai for, like, some company out there. You know, I, I don't know anything about that. So, <clears throat> talking about internet sensations that may or may not get record deals, have you seen this meme in the past couple of weeks where they're showing a picture of, like, Kendall Jenner next to some girl in an astronaut outfit? No. Have you come across this? Mm-mm. So, like, the meme says, left, American model Kendall Jenner in a swimsuit showing for what many is the perfect body in a woman. A few days ago, this picture went viral. Right, Alyssa Carson, the 19-year-old astronaut who became the youngest person in history to pass all NASA aerospace tests and who is now preparing to be the first human to travel to Mars. Heard of her? No, I think it's about time we rethink our ideals and aspirations as a society, don't you? Our daughters need role models to look up to, not at. Get better role models. So you haven't seen this? No. Well, is the astronaut chick hot? So anyways, I looked the... <laughs> She's 17. Uh, dude, why are you even talking? Um, That's why I haven't seen it. I'm not a pervert like you. Sure. Uh, so, well, people are posting this because they're saying, like, oh, don't be Kendall Jenner. Be, like, this astronaut. Like, tell your daughters to aspire to be an astronaut. Except I looked this lady up, this girl, and uh, she's not, like, everything about it is fake. <laughs> so that girl's not an astronaut. According to Snope, what's true? 17-year-old Alyssa Carson has taken part in multiple NASA space camps. Completed the Kennedy Space Center Visitor Complex's Passport to Explore Space program and expressed a desire to take part in a mission to Mars. What's false? Carson is not in training with or being prepared by or affiliated with NASA to become an astronaut or to take part in the first human mission to Mars. It's fucking bullshit. It's funny. It's like somebody, this girl has just a great PR person that makes people think she's an astronaut. Or somebody just made that up online. Uh, well, I mean, she's doing all these things to appear as an astronaut. So, like, she's definitely partaking in this. I mean, you don't travel across the country doing all of NASA's, like, space training for kids programs. You don't go to all their space camps at 14 different NASA sites and be like, oh, somebody else did me? this to me. No, she's... Well, she probably wants to be an astronaut when she's older, right? Is that a full-time job? Yeah. Being an astronaut? I guess. Because how often do you go to space? I mean, Jeff Bezos wants to be an astronaut. Fucking shoot him into space. Yeah. How often do you get to do you go to space if you're an astronaut? Uh, most of them never go to space. Okay. Never. And then the ones that do, how many? Well, I guess if you go to space, you're an astronaut. Otherwise, you're just like some a scientist, I guess. How do you? How do they pick who gets to go in the in the space? They used to be all fighter pilots. Okay. Because they were like Air Force. They were Air Force like experimental fighter pilots. So this girl probably wants to be an astronaut. Yeah, but it's weird to do a media blitz before you've even finished high school. But maybe she didn't do a media blitz. Maybe she took a photo with Kendall Jenner and put it on her Instagram, and then other people took it and did that. Right? I mean, isn't that possible? I'm curious who is feeding this business. Because, like, the thing is, is NASA is a public entity, so she can put, like, that she's, like, a NASA affiliate or whatever, and they can't do much about it. Her website is nasablueberry.com. What's her Instagram? <laughs> according, according to Wikipedia. According to Wikipedia. Uh, yeah, dude, this... <laughs> 
Can I share my screen with you? Please. Or are you going to this page? No, I'm not going anywhere. Sorry, I just I just had a moment. <laughs> uh, no, I think this is a new thing. Like, I think this is somebody who just wants to be a celebrity, and this is their this is their celebrity gimmick. I'm a teenage astronaut. Good for them. It's like, it's fine, you know. Yeah, sure, it's fine. It's just a weird thing to do when people online are like, oh, let's not be superficial. Let's think about this teenage astronaut. And it's like, but the teenage astronaut thing is a scam. Oh, where did this website go? Well, that's always funny. I mean, somebody else could have taken that and written that caption. This is her website now. Look at this fucking picture. Uh, we are the Mars generation. Okay. Dude, you can't tell me that she's not doing this to herself. Uh... About. <laughs> Ever since she was a little girl, Alyssa Carson has had her heart set on the stars. At only three years old, she told her father, Daddy, I want to be an astronaut and be one of the people that go to Mars. He had no idea that this seemingly offhanded statement would actually become the birth of a meaningful, lifelong endeavor. Oh, she's 19 now. At just 19 years old, her list of accomplishments include witnessing three space shuttle launches, attended space camp seven times, Space Academy three times, Robotics Academy once, Youngest Graduate Advanced Space Academy, and multiple Sally Ride Camps. In 2012 and 2013, she furthered her education at Space Camp Turkey and Space Camp Canada, becoming the first person to attend all three NASA space camps in the world. Alyssa is also the first to complete the NASA Passport Program, visiting all 14 NASA visitor centers stretched across nine states. In January 2013, NASA invited her to be on the MER-10 panel in Washington, D.C. to discuss future missions to Mars live on NASA TV. She was later selected as one of seven ambassadors representing Mars One, a mission to establish a human colony on Mars in 2030. In October of 2016, Alyssa was the youngest to be accepted and graduate the Advanced Possum Academy, officially making her certified to go to space and an astronaut trainee. More than anything, Alyssa is driven by an insatiable desire to live life to the fullest, to break through the ceiling of possibility, and make positive and lasting impact on the world. Check out her profile on LinkedIn for more up-to-date accomplishments. Well, can I be honest? Be honest. So I, you're reading this, and I'm like, okay, well, what am I going to do? Am I going to go along with this and, and bash this child for having an astronaut website for the sake of the podcast? Or am I just going to be honest and say I don't really care about this? <laughs> I got, I don't, I don't care. I, mean, I know you don't care. So this girl's claim to fame is not that she is a, a NASA-affiliated anything, because NASA di keeps distancing themselves from her and saying we're not affiliated. No, because they invited her to, to that thing to talk about going to Mars. According to her website, NASA keeps saying they're unaffiliated with her, that she's not in any of their real programs. Going to space camp is something you pay to do. She's a space camp tourist. Yeah, sure. I'm just saying her reality is as real as Kendall Jenner's reality that people are bashing kendall jenner for they're the same fucking bullshit it's some made-up bullshit it's just a different line of fantasy what are people bashing kendall jenner for in that meme it's like 
We need more girls like this astronaut girl, less girls like this Kendall Jenner girl. I would imagine that that girl didn't have anything to do with that meme. I don't even think she'd be a topic of conversation if she hadn't had the opportunity to meet Kendall Jenner and take a photo with her. They're not together in the meme. Oh, they didn't take a photo together? No, people put up their two pictures side by side and say we need to celebrate girls like this, not girls like oh, this. Oh, I thought you were saying they took a photo together. No. I'm like, why did Kendall Jenner go to space camp no, one no, day? No, no, like, no. People are just saying like, we have our priorities out of line. I Ed, I don't care about internet shit like this. I don't fucking care about... I'm not making fun of this girl or her weird NASA obsession or space camp fetish. You seem to think that she's the one putting that... No. Well, because you said earlier she's got like a PR team putting the stuff out. Her or her family is definitely the ones doing it. I mean, you don't have a ready-built PR website if you're not planning on trying to go viral. I guarantee her family fucking worked on that. Or she did directly. Yeah. But like... Wanting to be a famous astronaut without being an astronaut, it's fine. But I think people's obsession with, hey, you're all tricked by this Kendall Jenner. You should celebrate this other girl when this other girl is actually just another fucking different type of a fantasy. Oh, this girl's a scientist astronaut and she's a teenager. It's like, but she's not. It's just another fantasy. Like, I'm just pointing out that Americans are duped on both sides of that meme. And I find it hilarious. There's there's wild hypocrisy in knowing nothing about either one of them. And just being like, well, I think this one is better. <laughs> I saw like six people share that meme this week. That's why I brought it up. You need to fucking get rid of some followers. I didn't, I didn't see that meme. Well, that's on Facebook. Those are... Well, there you go. I mean... Maybe maybe you'll see it now that I've brought it to your attention. You'll see it everywhere. Yeah, now that you've mentioned it, it's going to show it to me online. It, it is a little weird that somebody's, like, gone to space camp a bunch of times. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's cool. You went to space... Like, that's cool. Like, you're you're into it. That's great. You're, you're into going to space. That's your thing. Great. It's weird that somebody... How much do you think space camp costs? Probably expensive. It is It is a little odd, though, that somebody would, like, have a website talking about that. And it's like, well, you're not... I, I But but is it really that weird in 2021 that somebody would go to every single space camp and then do a... Uh, informational website about them like kind of promoting themselves it's not the weirdest but thing. that's the thing that's my whole thing she's she's like a reality tv star a self-made reality star of some sort she's selling a, a a manufactured image which is mostly fantasy it's like if i went to every disney park i wouldn't be like i'm a disney animator now because i've been to all the disney's <laughs> well to be honest with you when you put it like that the kardashians are actually more realistic they're not really selling a fantasy they're actually all rich they all look the way that they do. They live the lifestyle that they portray. They're being more true to themselves. Unless this girl actually goes to school to be like a physicist or some shit. Yeah. I think what it is with the Kardashians is it's like people see that and think I should live this life. Why can't I? And it's like, well, not everyone can live that life. Not everyone can be a famous athlete or a famous musician. It's just not going to happen for everybody. It doesn't happen for... Or have a dad that represented OJ Simpson and stole all his millions. Right. <laughs> Most people just need to go get a job and just focus on being good people. You know, not everybody can have an award-winning, successful podcast. I am blown away by the, the Kardashians, though. They, <laughs> they got rich off of a, a, a very famous murder and then doubled down on that with a sex tape. That's incredible. Yeah. Who's your favorite Kardashian? Uh, all of them. They so just also like them. No, 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 no. You're not getting <laughs> off the hook. Which one do you think is the hottest? Who's your favorite? I don't know. Like, I don't know anything about them. Which one do you think is the hottest? All right, let me open it up. Let me see him. How many are there? Like 10. Jesus Christ. I don't even know. Uh... I think there's five and the mom. Oh, wow. They... <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god, dude. If I took a crowd of models and then took just one of their faces and just superimposed it over all of them, it would look just like this family. Yeah, they were like made in a factory. Wow. I, I will tell you, if their show is on E! and like your wife or whoever's watching it, you'll sit there and watch four hours of their TV show. It's like mindless. I couldn't tell you anything that's ever happened on their show, but I've I've seen a bunch of episodes. And it's like it's like our show. It's like yeah, it's it's a less hot version of the Fifty Ton Podcast. Well, I like that. She kind of looks like a sexy priest right there, second from this left. One here. Yeah, yeah, sexy priest. So you want me to tell you which one is the best looking one? Yeah, which one do you like the best? A very successful family. Imagine if their dad was alive today, the Kardashian dad. I mean, his kid's a billionaire. If he was like, I had to go to law school and I could have just gotten rich doing this shit. Like, are you kidding? Could have just pimped out my whole family to gossip magazines. We could have been a million times richer. I mean, they got to be way wealthier than when he was around, right? I heard something like they get like 200000 for an Instagram post or something crazy. It's probably more than that now. You probably don't get, get an ad from them for less than like a million because they have so many followers. Like, I think there's, like, I think you mentioned that, like, there's a certain, like, dollars to followers ratio. And if you look at how many followers they have, it's like, who could even afford to do an ad with them? Like, 100 million followers. It's like, yeah, I want to... Like, he was a lawyer. He probably brought in some millions, but they've billioned it up, right? They're, they're going to do a whole season from space sometime. They're going to be like, you know what? We are astronauts. Fuck, the, <laughs> fuck our competition. So which one's the hottest? Oh, yeah, I didn't get that far. They all look the same. I, I don't know if I can know. If I had to choose, I would probably start with a short one and then finish with a tall one. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, in five, two, five, three, it's about my wheelhouse. Keep it exotic. Sign this bad boy off. I got, I got stuff to do. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you our 40th episode. We'll see you next Tuesday.